previously on Just Cow in the City. Oh, yeah. I used to do all these facts. What is commonly known as the main cause of World War I? And you're like, what? It looked like the restaurant in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Two more Cokes? I have a hot cocoa with extra whipped cream and some mint frappe for David. You are a mental case. There is a pair of pants. Here, see if these are yours. There's a mental institution a block away. Just got with the city, February 6th episode. Nice to see everybody. I am shot out of a cannon today. I am telling you, there's some crazy shit going on. I got into a car accident yesterday. It's all exciting stuff. But let's get... No, I'm just kidding. We got to open with that, right? I'm just kidding around. Oh, my God. It's February already. I can't even believe it. But, uh, yeah. So, let... I mean, I'll just... I'm insane. Let me tell you something. Let's just start from the beginning... First, there was a big explosion. Then the earth cooled. (laughs) Old keg. In 2000, in the year 2000, was the last time I had a feeling like yesterday, like something bad was going to happen. I don't know what brought on this feeling, but I haven't felt it that often in my life. But in 2000, when I was couch surfing on or whatever you call it, with staying with women that had boyfriends and fooling around so I could get a place to stay. I know it sounds like being like a gigolo, <laughs> so I could stay. I, 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 there's one day, and I could probably mark the day on my calendar where I got to find it, sometime in June of 2000, where I said, this is all going to blow up today. I got a bad feeling in my stomach about today, and that's the day we're finally... Uh, You know, I was in bed with this girl and her boyfriend came in and beat me up after I used her as a human shield. That was the last time I got a feeling like yesterday. Yesterday was Thursday, my class day, and I stayed home. I didn't go to my mother's, which was the plan because I was planning on going next. You know, I try and do it every other week when I'm teaching. So yesterday was the first day. 
Uh, yes, it was the first day since this class started where I did nothing except go to class. And I let, and I said, well, I'm going to leave at 3. I have to teach at 5.30. That gives me two and a half hours. And I said to myself, it's ridiculous to leave three hours before class when really it's only 20 miles away. But you know how it is. My car takes a while to start, you try and get out of the city, there's traffic on the way, eh, all that stuff. Maybe I should have left at 2.30, but I said, come on, come on. I know how this works now. Three o'clock is fine. And for some reason, leaving at three, and of course the car didn't start at all, and I'm like, that's okay, I'm prepared for this. And there was a guy who doesn't speak English, but he took me downstairs, but I was waiting for the elevator the whole time. And I'm like, all right, I'm a little nervous. Then it said I was going to get there around 440. And I was trying to get there around 430 because, you know, I want to get the last thing of coffee before the place closes at 5 o'clock. And it said I was going to get there like 445, 450, you know, and I was like, that's cutting it close today. I like to get there way early on time. I'd rather just hang around the campus or just even sit in my car knowing I'm there, right? I'm sure you all feel that way. So... Uh, I say to myself, uh, you know, I think I left a little too late. I'm, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I was getting a little anxious. And then, of course, I always like to stop at the Speedway market on the way so I can get a water and a newspaper with comics, like the Star Ledger, something like that, that I got last week, you know, because I'm not getting that thing delivered anymore because I couldn't get it right from the Asbury Park Press, and uh, a neutral grain bar. Or sometimes I get snacks for the weekend. And I always stop at this place, and I love stopping at this place. It's where we always stop when we go tailgating. So we love this little speedway on Route 3 right by the Meadowlands, just before you get to the Meadowlands. So I was like, maybe I don't have time to stop at the store, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to because I want to get a bottle of water because that's important. You know, you got to have a bottle of water. I talk for two and a half hours. I got to have a bottle of water there even if I don't drink it. And you know what? I'll get coffee, too, because I know I'm not going to make it by the time the Panera Bread closes, which is the one stupid place they have on campus. And uh, so I go in, and already they don't have the paper. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I mean, you know, who cares? The newspaper, I don't give a shit. But I'm like, it gives me joy. What do you want me to tell you? So they don't have that. I'm like, whatever. And then I go to water. They're out of water. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm already annoyed because... I don't know. Was I annoyed? No, I wasn't annoyed. I don't know. There was already all, all traffic already getting out. Something was wrong. Like I said, something was wrong. And all of a sudden, there's no water. There's no water. There was, you know, crappy 7-Eleven water, but it's not the the Poland Spring, which I usually get a bottle, a small bottle of Poland Spring. I'm like, oh, what am I going to have to get this crap? They're just, they were out of water. And then I'm like, all right, let me get coffee too. And the way the coffee machines work, we're so calm. I'm like, and I'm talking to the girl that I see all the time. I'm like, how do you get coffee here? Why is this so complicated? We just go, oh, you just got to press that button. I press the button and then I'm like, oh, I'll get the vanilla latte that I like and the French vanilla latte in it too. And of course I press the ice coffee button and I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I got to throw that out. I got to start over. I'm just, I'm like, everything is going wrong. Everything's going wrong today. Like, even the guy that took me to my car wasn't the normal guy I have that totally gets it, and he spoke no English, and I told him I speak, you know, poquito espanol, so it's, you know, complicated, and he's talking to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I guess I don't speak poquito, I speak none. You know, maybe I can understand a few words. And everything was not feeling right. It was not feeling right. And, uh, you know, I get this coffee, and I get the paper, and I talk to the girl, and I'm like, how come you don't have this? How come you don't have, to? oh, you're out of water. And I'm, you know, I'm not yelling at her, but I'm kind of yelling at her, but then, of course, you know, I make it up and say, well, see you next week. And she's like, uh-huh. I leave and I get back in the car and 
I'm not nervous because thank God for Waze or GPS where it says you're going to arrive at campus at this time because otherwise, if you remember, before they had that, the world was awful. Because you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. But it clearly says I'm going to get there about 446, 451, whatever it is. It's plenty of time. So I, uh, you know, there's a lot of traffic. They're like 20 minute traffic jam, but still the clock didn't go up. And I'm like, 20 minute traffic. I've never seen that. It always says 11 minutes, six minutes. I'm like, 20 minute traffic jam. Because I left late. So I'm mad at myself and I'm blaming myself. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So the way I go to the school, it always takes me up this very big hill, which scares the hell out of me. And I never press my car to go up. I go up a hill very slowly. And it's probably why the car keeps running, because I never press it to do anything. But I hate this hill. It's almost I can't even imagine going up this hill on a stick shift, because I sometimes have to break on the, press on the brake and the gas as if it's a clutch, because I'm falling backwards. Uh, and it was very difficult. And there was trucks sitting there. So it's hard to see to the right. And it's easy to see to the left. But I got to make a left. And I go, and I don't see anybody. And, you know, I'm like, hey, I wonder if one of the car's lights weren't on or something. I'd probably misjudge it. But I was okay. And I saw a car coming up behind me kind of fast. And I'm like, well, I hope they don't mind that I kind of weaseled in here. But then then the car was way distant. So I'm like, oh, there's no trouble. This white car. And then all of a sudden, I'm waiting at the light. I'm right at the entrance of the school. I'm waiting at the light. Bam! That white car slams right into me. And I'm like, what the fuck? I get it. I look out. The, first, I open my window. I look out. And I'm waiting for the guy to get out of his car. But he never got out of his car. So then I get up. And I'm like, I get up. I'm like, and, he, and I'm like, what, what, what the fuck? Did you do that on purpose? And he's like, why would I? No. And he gets out of his car. And he stumbles over. And I'm like, are you drunk? And he's like, no, no, I'm Muslim. I don't drink. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? What are you stumbling? Are you all right? Why are you stumbling? He's like, oh, I, I, I'm chemo. I'm taking medication. I'm like, well, maybe you shouldn't be driving. And he's like, no, you're fine. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. What the fuck are you talking about? And then he, I go, so, he, so I go, what do you, what do you want to do? Because I'm, so we look at the car. There's not a lot of damage. He just slammed me pretty hard, made a dent in my back, and the license plate fell off. So I get, so he, go, I go, so what do we do here? What do you want to swap insurance or something? He goes, no, no, there's no need for that. And I'm like. Well, you know, you cause this, uh, I got to get this, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't even care. It's a crappy car. But I mean, you know, you, you bumped into me and the, the license plate came off. I, I got to somehow get that fixed. Because lying on the ground was my license plate and I guess the cover that I thought it was on, you know, the cover separately lying on the ground. And I took them both and I put them in my front seat and I just dumped them off. And I go, uh, yeah, so let's swap insurance, I guess. He goes, no, no, there's no need for that. I'm like. Well, it seems like kind of a knee. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? He goes, no, I fix it for you. I'm like, what do you mean you'll fix it for me? We're just sitting there in the middle of the highway. Well, not a highway, but, you know, by the school. I feel pretty safe because I'm right by the university, you know. I mean, he just ran. I was just sitting at the red light. And he just rammed right into me. And he seemed off. And I'm like, um, what do you mean you're fixing? He goes, I own a dealership. And I'm like, you do? Where? He goes, in Passaic. Don't you come by. I'll fix it for you. And I'm like. Well, what's it called? Uh, killer cars. Killer cars? K-I-L-L-E-R? Yeah, yeah. Is it really called killer cars? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have a place. I fix it. I'm like, what do you mean you have a place? You come over to my house. I fix it. I'm like, you know, you keep changing your story. I'm going to call the cops. He's like, no, no, no. You don't need to call the cops. I'm like, 
I'm going to call the cops. And I get nervous about this kind of stuff when somebody doesn't want to share insurance and stuff because I don't know if you saw that Sopranos episode years ago. It's definitely stuck with me when one of the guys is in a witness protection program. He's like, please don't call the cops. And then, of course, he shoots him in the head. So I'm nervous about this, right? Because I'm like, if somebody's so adamant about calling the cops, who knows how desperate they are for whatever. I'm like, so I keep an eye on them. I'm not going to turn my back on them like this guy did in The Sopranos. But that is on my mind. Why wouldn't it be? But I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I kept telling him I'm a professor at the university, so um, which is hilarious. And apparently his daughter goes to the university. He was going to pick her up. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to call the cops. This is where I call the cops, and they come immediately, which was great. But you know, while we're sitting there, he's like, no, you don't need to call the cops. We can just go right now. I'm like, well, you can go. He's like, well, now I can't go because you called the cops. I'm like, well, do you want? what do you want me to do? He's like, no, I'll fix it for you. I'm like, you keep saying that. I don't know what that means. And anyway, the cops come, and they're like, well, you guys can settle this on your own. And I'm like, he goes, yeah, we'll settle it on. I'm like, I, I don't know. This guy keeps saying that, but he keeps giving me different stories. So he pulls out his wallet, and he shows me his ShopRite card. You heard me right, his ShopRite card. I'm like, you're showing me your ShopRite card? He goes, no, 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 look. And then he shows me his like Home Depot card, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, no, 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 I fixed it for you. I'm like, what? And then I go to the cops. I'm like, this guy showed me his Home Depot card. I think this guy's off, man. Something's wrong with this guy. And they're, they're being polite. They got the body cam on. And my friend Evan told me I can get that footage. So if you haven't signed up for Patreon now, you better. Because if I get that body cam footage, you're going to want to see this. And my friend Evan goes, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you're all nervous and you'll look bad. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm telling you. I was kind of in a good mood because this guy was crazy. And I was glad the cops were there. And there was really no damage. I was just upset that I was getting late for class. I was really funny. I think the bottom cam, body cam footage, because you see me going to the cops. I think this guy's out of his gourd. You know, he's showing me his Home Depot card. What the fuck? So I think it's going to be the greatest body cam footage of all time that anyone's ever seen. And even my friend Evan is just like, this is better than anything we get on Live PD. <laughs> well, maybe. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just so weird. The guy just keeps saying he's going to fix it, and, and, and we exchange phone numbers, and then he, he calls me yesterday. I heard this message. No, you come over to my house. I fix it. I'm like, now I'm going to come over to your house? I looked up killer cars. There's no such place. He told me a whole, well, I have a dealership. No, I have a fixer. Every story was different than the next. He said, no, please, I can't afford any points on my license. I can't afford insurance. I'm like, I listen. You seem like an okay guy. I'd like to help you out, but you haven't told me anything that is truthful or honest, so I am not sure what to do here. I want to help you out. I really do, and I would be grateful if you actually had a card, a legitimate card for the place that you work, but it's a pain in the ass for me. I don't live in town, and um, I don't know you, and you are acting extremely strange. You clearly shouldn't be driving. Then he goes, no, I'm on chemo. I'm on medication. I'm like, yeah, he keeps saying this. So maybe you shouldn't be driving if you're on this medication. You know, I mean, why did he slam in the car? Who knows? Was he on the phone? He wasn't paying attention. It was just, you know, when you're sitting there and somebody just slams it, you haven't done anything. I've never been in an accident before. So it, it kind of fucks up your head knowing that you've done everything right, but it's the other person that sucks. And that's, of course, the... Uh, unfortunate scenario in life where you've done everything right, but there's always one douchebag out there who's going to fuck it up for you. It's like, you know, when I'm riding a bike down there and I'm like, 
well, it's not my fault if a car comes zooming through a red light and I'm going to get hit. You know, what am I going to do? I did everything correctly. That's what kind of sucks. And that it's just never happened to me before, which is crazy. So the main thing I was really upset about is that now I don't have a license plate and I don't know when it's, I'm going to be able to get it fixed. I know Catalina was supposed to come next week and now, now that's over. Thank goodness that's a whole other story. I'll tell you another time. I was like, when am I going to get it fixed? How am I going to get it? It's just a dent. It's no big deal. But the license plate was driving me nuts. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to keep getting pulled over. I said to the cops, I'm like, well, how am I going to drink and drive now without it? I mean, <clears throat> how am I going to? No, I don't know whether they found that funny or not. But um, I <laughs> so I was just I'm like, I'm just going to keep getting pulled over. I can't even put it in the window because the window's a little tinted. Like, so that's what was upsetting me the most. I kept I called my nephew and I said, please tell everybody I'm going to be a little late. But I actually made it on time it was a miracle i ran over to class and let me tell you that campus is on a hill it took everything out of me to get to class by 528 which was a miracle and i told everybody i was in an accident my nephew was supposed to tell you but he's not here he's late but he was only a minute late but i was i was obviously a little shaken up but not like i was in like i said i was in a pretty good mood i had my jacket off the whole time and i was getting cold waiting for the cops. Anyway, the cops couldn't have been anything but nicer, but this guy was so weird. And I was like, you should check this guy out. This guy doesn't seem like he should be driving. And uh, he's like, no, my daughter, she's a good biology. I was praying it was somebody in my class. That would have been hilarious. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fail your daughter. What do you think about that? Here's the best part, though. We're talking to the cops. and like, oh, you guys can work this out. I'm like, I don't know if I want to work it out. This guy hasn't told me anything true. You know, they're fun. They're nice. And then they go, all right, professor, uh, you can go. Just give us a call and you can get the report. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Oh, did he just call me professor? How exciting when the cops call you professor. It's real. <laughs> it was awesome. I am a uh, professor at the university. and they, they call me professor. It was exciting. It's like being called a doctor or something like that. I mean, I'll tell you, that made my day after a strange interview. But you know what? I just had a feeling. I had a feeling something bad was going to happen yesterday. And of course, that wasn't a horrible thing. I was like, well, this is going to be podcast gold, let alone if I can get that body cam footage, you are going to want to join Patreon. Hello, bonus show. Hello, TikTok. That, that body cam footage is going to make me a celebrity. If, if memory serves me correct, I was hilarious. <laughs> hey, this guy's nuts. He's giving me his Home Depot. Can you believe this guy? <laughs> yeah all right so yeah, yeah and they're like so he's like no we're gonna figure out i'm like all right all right just give me a moment here with the cops i'll talk to you in a second <laughs> yeah it was really great um i'm like this guy i don't know he's on like medication maybe you should check oh so here's the thing right so i go so i go when I, before the cops come i go hey why i wanted to take his license plate a picture of his license plate. i go why don't you have a front license plate this is why i had to call why don't you have a front license plate because you don't need front license plate i'm like yes you do you go, no you don't i'm like you do in new jersey you need a front and a back are you do you have jersey plates because yes yes i have one in the back and i'm like but where's the one in the front you don't need one in the front i'm like well what everything you're saying dude is fucking weird i'm calling the cops right so i'm gonna zoom to later in the day, because I'm going to tell you where we went after and everything, but I'm going to zoom to uh, around midnight. And my friend Evan, this, oh, what was bothering me the most? No license plate in the back. That's just trouble. You know, I knew I was going to a place where I'm going to have a couple of drinks, but I, you know, I'm usually not going to get pulled over and I don't think anything bad would happen, like two beers, whatever, but who knows? 
and you just don't want to get keep pulling over. They're going to put if you don't have plates, they're going to pull you over. So I was very nervous. So Evan goes, I can put it on for you. And I'm like, you can? That would be amazing. So I go to my friend. So he gets a, like a screwdriver. He figures it out. It was, it was unbelievable because you can't just place it back on. He had to screw it in. And he did. He like made holes. He was a man. It's something I can never do. This is the only reason I had to get it fixed immediately because I'm like, where am I going to put that license plate? I was like, I'll figure it out later. But at midnight in the dark while I was holding the flashlight up in the car, Evan put it together. It was amazing. So I take the license plate. So I'm like, let me get the license plate and the cover. Well, as it turns out, I don't have a cover. So I don't know what I picked. When I get into the car, I picked up my license plate. And then I picked up what I thought was the cover to the license plate, which didn't exist on my car. And it was that guy's front license plate. I have that guy's front license plate in my car. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is that guy's life. I have a picture. Again, join Patreon. <laughs> you see me with both license plates. Well, I guess maybe I shouldn't show you. I don't want you to see my license plate. <laughs> my number. It's too risky. But anyway, I'll blur it out. But you'll see. I got two fucking license. Actually, I'll put that guy's in. I don't give a shit. But I'm holding two license plates. And I'm like, wait a minute. This guy said, I don't need a license plate. Like, he didn't even know that his license plate was the one I took and I picked up and put in my car. I mean, I was like, I almost want to call the cops and be like, hey, this guy, he he didn't even know his license plate fell off like that, that, that he didn't have. He goes, no, you don't need one. And I'm like, why didn't he just say, I could have sworn I had a license plate up. You know, everything this guy was saying was bullshit. Come over to my house. I fix for you. And, you know, that's the second time I've gotten into an act. The guy who hit me with his car right by my neighborhood also talked. No, you fine. You fine. I'm like, you ran over my foot with your tire. No. They're all, I don't know, whatever the, the names are on the thing. I don't know what what uh, nationality they are, but that's who I keep getting hit by. It's never anybody who, uh, you know, if it was like a college kid, like, no, I know a guy. you can. Fit. I mean, maybe I... If he had told me one honest thing, maybe I'd give this guy a break. I mean, I don't even want to, you know, who knows? Maybe my insurance will screw me, and somehow I get points on mine, even though I'm just sitting there, and the guy rear-ends me. Anyway, the whole thing is is, is pretty fucked up, and but I forgot about it instantaneously once I started teaching the class, because then uh, I was, like, really into talking about 1980. And 1981 with my two and a half hour PowerPoint presentation that took me three days to put together. And then my nephew says he can't come two days to the class. That pissed me off the most. And that's what started my downward spiral. I'm like, for real, this guy's not coming for two days. My sister doesn't care. She's like, what's the matter with you? He got a job. And I'm like, how do you not get what I did to put him in this class? And he just keeps calling out of all the people in the class. He's got to miss a day. He's got to leave early. I mean, this is unbelievable that she doesn't understand how this is breaking my heart in many ways. I'm trying to let that go, but it's been very difficult. And I love having him in the class. I like seeing him there. So I'm going to be upset when he's gone. And uh, it's just really disturbing me. And the fact that my sister is mad at me for him continuing to miss class is driving me insane. So that's how it all started. He had texted me again the day before class and just put me in a downward spiral. I'm so, Why did I put him in the class? Why? Oh, God damn damn, try and do something nice for somebody, right? And they just fuck you every time. Like this guy, that's why I can't do anything nice for him. The guy, I'm like, you know, he's going to fuck me somehow. So I got to get the insurance involved. And 
So I called them this morning, you know, my insurance guy, you know, girl or whatever. <laughs> I said, have you seen the Barbie movie? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, I kind of just did that to you. I'm like, no, no, no. Can I talk to John, you know, the insurance guy? She goes, no, I can help you. I'm like, I really need to talk to a man, you know, the person in charge. This is just like what Ken did in the Barbie movie where he's like, um, I would like to uh, talk to a doctor. I'm a doctor. No, 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 like a, like a real doctor. You know, she's like, I'm a doctor. Like, no, there's the, there's a guy right there. I'll talk to him. You know, like I, I was pretty much did this to this woman and I apologized. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I got an accident. I got fucked up. I've you know been talking to this guy for years, but now I realize I've been talking to you for a long time and that was completely sexist to me. No, no, no. I need to talk to the guy in charge. And I, <laughs> I don't Oh, God, I'm the worst. You know, I sent her the report, and she goes, well, that's not actually the police report. You have to call to get the police report. And I'm like, that's just a crash report. And I'm like, oh. So I called the cops in Montclair, and uh, I was talking to this lady, and I just I was making her laugh, which was great because she was so nice. She's like, well, here's how you get the report. I'm like, you know, we don't take cash. And I'm like, well, how do I pay? She's like, you can do it on your phone. I'm like, that sounds awful. I, it's like, she's like, you can write a check. I'm like, ooh, that's how, I haven't written a check uh, in 20 years that sounds like fun uh, let me see if i have some and it was fun then i was telling her about this guy and she doesn't care but i was just like somehow i want to get about listen first of all tell the officers that they were amazing they were completely professional i was i felt safe when they were there and they were really great and to thank them very much this guy was unstable then i was telling her about the the shop right card she was laughing so hard it was it was awesome <laughs> He really pulled out his goddamn ShopRite card. There is no information that said he owns a dealership or anything. The only thing I could maybe do is look up his daughter online and have a conversation with her and say, what is your dad's deal? But then it's getting way too involved. But I do enjoy getting involved. But this guy, unfortunately, he called me last night. He left a message. No, you come over. I'm like, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. I feel bad. I feel bad. Well, I shouldn't feel bad, but I feel bad. The guy's a fucking moron. He totally just ran right into me, probably on the phone. What are you going to do? Now, again, there's not much damage. Oh, but then I found out at midnight, I can't open the trunk. So there's more damage than we thought. It's not just the license plate falling off. There's, it's dented, which I don't care about. But I can't open the trunk now, so it's heavily dented. I cannot open the back hatch. Now it's like, you know. I got to call it. I don't know what he does. How's he going to fix it? I mean, how many movies have we seen? No, no, you like this. There was already a dent in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What the fuck? I don't know where the fuck this guy is from, but I'm doing a pretty good accent. I promise you that. He was wearing sweats. He was wearing like his pajamas to pick his daughter up. This is why, folks, you shouldn't wear pajamas when you're driving. I know a lot of you do this because if you get into an accident... And you're in a body cam footage, and they put it on live PD, you're gonna look like an asshole. So, as your mother always told you, wear clean underwear and definitely wear something that you might wanna be seen on television with. Don't just get out of bed and drive. You never know. So, that was pretty fucked up. But again, I did the lecture, everything was fine. Then, you know, I was talking to all the kids, and they, they come up after and they talk. And I think I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do is they all wanna talk and, and talk about their careers, and I do enjoy talking about that like a guidance counselor would. So I think I might ask the professor if I can have, like, make up some office hours one day before class, and everybody can make appointments and come in and talk to me, like, halfway through the semester or something, you know? I think that would be cool, because it's hard when everybody wants to come in class. There's, like, a line. 
four four of the people like uh, the quiz ran out. I'm like, it ran out two hours before class. I had a whole week to do it. And, uh, you know, and I'm like, what do you want me to do? He's like, well, what can I do to make it up? I'm like, I will unlock the quiz. You'll have two more days. My God, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's like 10 questions. You couldn't get the quiz done in a week? Oh, the excuses. It's hilarious. But people are late. Why were you late? Um, I was at Panda Express, and uh, I really just wanted to finish my meal. And I'm like... Kid, that is the worst excuse, but I love it <laughs> because it's real. Don't you guys ever want to make up excuses like a dog ate my homework? I mean, is it really that great to be that honest? You know how disrespectful. Yeah, it was a Panda Express, and uh, well, you know how it is. No, I don't. I don't know how it is. I feel like Mr. Hand. I was thinking about that. Don't you mean uh, my time and your time is our time? <laughs> You know, that's funny. Oh, my God, I get Mr. Hand. <laughs> Everyone's on dope. <laughs> oh, I've become Mr. Hand. Aloha, everybody. <laughs> From Fast Times. Oh, this is great stuff. Uh, I love calling them out when they come late. I said, well, your punishment is that you have to explain to the class why you're late. That's your punishment. I'm not going to mark you out late. But your punishment is you have to explain to everybody. They don't care. They couldn't care less. But that's what makes it so funny. It's not a very big punishment. But, I mean, the fact that they couldn't get the 10-question quiz out on time. I locked it two hours before class started. you got to be kidding me. Excuses. I had to take my kids to the... Your kids? (laughs) Oh, the excuses are fantastic. They really are. I got another quiz this week. 20 questions. Next question. Next week will only be 10 when we go through 1982 and 83. Exciting. Do just one appendectomy. But I'm a man. But not a doctor. Can I talk to a doctor? You are talking to a doctor. I need a clicky pen? No. A sharp thing? No. There he is. Doctor. Somebody get security. Anyway, after class, Evan made a reservation at this restaurant called Bivio. Uh, he had to make it like three months in advance. Very small place, but they we made a reservation at nine. They stay open late. So me, Evan, and Glenn at a reservation for three at night. It's a pizza place. Now, I do not like pizza places for dinner, even though I had a pizza for dinner last week. (laughs) But normally, I can't stand pizza places for dinner. But I was like, this is interesting. I like that he made reservations. It's like hard to get a reservation. It's a very small place. They just reopened. They were open for years. And they have an oven that's right there. It's about 700 degrees. And they only cook the pizza for a minute. I'm like, well, the whole thing sounds pretty interesting. And it was. We go to this place, and it was very, and we got, I got plenty of photos. Glenn was kind enough to, oh, my God, Glenn, if I can get it, if, I, if he can send it to me this way, he put it in slow motion where the guy's making the pizza and putting on the Parmesan. The owner was there. He was making the pizza. He came and talked to us for a while. His name is Dave. Great guy. Really great guy. The waitress was nice. Everything was cool. I got um, this Parmesan cheese. I guess I took pictures like with the, 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 the bruschetta. Is that, did I get that name right? And those guys got a salad, which was delicious, like a little couple appetizers. But then it's basically an individual pizza. Too much for those guys. Of course, I just wanted my own because they wanted to get white pizza. I don't even know why I'm friends with them. I don't even know why I'm friends with them. Evan barely eats pizza because he's gluten-free. I am not eating a white pizza. In fact, I find that racist. 
And quite frankly, if you're Italian, you should find that racist as well. Oh, a white pizza. White pizza is gross. And some of you are saying, I like white pizza. Well, you're idiots. So I got a margarita pizza. And was it good? Yes, it was good. Was it the best pizza? Absolutely not. The experience was good. The pizza was good enough. It still does not beat uh, Fiori's, which obviously I'll never have again, which was the best pizza I've ever had in my life. But it was good. But it, the, the sauce, because they only put it in for a minute, the sauce was really saucy. And the, the cheese, and the, but the presentation was nice. Again, you will see all this on the bonus show eventually. It was good. And I ate the whole thing. Duh. Like, there was no way I wasn't eating the whole thing. And I left over one piece of crust because I even told the guy, I'm like, no, I like to leave over one piece because it makes me feel better about myself. So because I felt bad because the owner came over like, well, you didn't like that last piece of crust? I'm like, no, no, no. I, uh, you know, he wasn't like that. He was very nice. Gave us a free. He's like, you want dessert? And we're like, no, no, we're good. He goes, we have chocolate mousse. So I'm like, yeah, I'll take three of those. And he gave it to us for free, which was really nice. It was delicious. Did I take a picture? I don't think I, I think I didn't take a picture of that. Maybe I did. I can't remember. Yes. Glenn took a picture of, that's right. He took a picture. There's like a light behind me. He, he tried to take a quality photo. Uh, so yeah, I have pictures of everything. And the chocolate mousse was really good. We brought, bought, you bring your own beer. Meanwhile, I went to the place. Ugh, ugh. I went to my place. I go to the guy. I'm like, hey, can I just take two beers out of the six pack? No, you can't do that. I'm like, well, do you have any individual bottles? Yeah, in this free. I'm like, you got three bottles here. That's it. Well, if that's all we have, that's all we have. I'm like, what kind of fucking place is that? But, you know, I, I, I got to relax. It's Jersey. They don't break up things. And they're like, well, take the rest home. I'm like, where am I? How am I going to take the rest home? So I'm fighting with the guy. You know, this always happens. I bring up two bottles of Corona, and I'm like, I'll take these. And he's like, that's $4. I pull up my credit card. He goes, no, we got a $10 minimum. I'm like, are you doing this just to fuck with me? And he's like, no, I swear that's the that's the limit. And I'm like... Well, you're lucky I went to the bank today and took out a whole bunch of fives, which I did. <laughs> My bank gives up $5 bills, and I always take a bunch of them because then when you take out like just 100 bucks, it feels like you're taking out $500, <laughs> so it's exciting. And to have five, I mean, I prefer tens, but other fives, he goes, would you like to get rid of some of those fives? I'm like, no. I mean, I would, but I just took them out for exactly this reason. So if you don't mind, <laughs> I'll keep it. And uh, he had to take out change, which was awesome. He had to like go into like a vault, and I'm like, "Yeah, fuck you with your ten dollar card card minimum. That's what you get." And then, of course, no bag. I'm just taking the beers out. I bring the beers, just walking into the place. I mean, I guess they don't care. They won't give you a fucking plastic bag. So, you, you know what? what you don't come in like a hobo. No, come on, we'll walk out together. We'll look like a couple of hobos uh, from uh, Goodfellas. So yeah, just you know, I had a couple, we had a really nice time, and I was completely forgetting about my nephew and the car accident and everything. We had a really great time at the restaurant. It was a really great after-school uh, night on our typical Thursdays. Really terrific. Like I said, talking to the owner was really great. He's really nice. Yeah, we opened this. We're trying to stay. We're, they're only open three days a week: Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Bivio. I guess you can look it up online. They the pizza only goes into the oven for one minute. So exciting. Again, I have video of the whole process uh, that Glenn took, and uh, I will have it for you on the bonus show. I couldn't wait to get away. I was ordering the dessert when they were eating dinner. When they were having coffee, I was asking for a check. I had business. Have some coffee. It'll wake you up. What do you call? Joe. Come in the check. Oh, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? I got to go. 
Go where? I mean, we just got here. I got that thing. I gotta go. Oh, no, no, wait a couple of minutes. We'll all leave together, okay? This way you don't go out like a bunch of hobos staggering out one at a time. So now let's, uh, well, and oh, today uh, I went with, but you know, yesterday I went to Jimbo's again and I'm like, oh, I don't know, but I'll just have a grilled cheese sandwich, which I did and fries. Did I take a picture? I did take a picture of that. I had some coffee and I asked Bob to go, but he wasn't available. So he was available today. And I'm like, I don't know if I can have another big meal. I'm telling you, I don't think I can. Oh yeah. So we go to Jimbo's today. I see Bob and I want to tell him about the car accident. I'm like, what do you think I should do? And he's like, what do you think? This guy sounds like a schmuck. Use your insurance. I'm like, yeah, you're absolutely right. And then uh, he goes, I'm going to have scrambled eggs. They have, they just made potatoes. You got potatoes? She goes, oh, I just had the potatoes. Uh, they're terrific. He goes, all right, I'll have scrambled eggs, potatoes, and an English muffin. I go, all right, I'll have that too. Because I didn't want a heavy meal. I didn't want eggs. I wanted something very light, like an English muffin only. But he's like, scrambled eggs sound good. Well, well, let me tell you, folks. I told you this fucking town does not make scrambled eggs. It came out as a fucking omelet again. God damn, why can't I get scrambled fucking eggs in New York City? Why do they only make them in California? Why? What the fuck? Came out as an omelet. I got a photo for the proof. I wouldn't have even taken a photo except I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He ordered, we ordered scrambled fucking eggs. It's a fucking just omelet. If I knew it was coming out with an omelet, I would have said, make me a cheese omelet then plain fucking omelet. I, scrambled eggs are totally different than an omelet. That omelet was disgusting. The potatoes were okay. Ugh. But the English muffin was fantastic. He totally buttered the shit out of that. We put some jelly out. That was the best part of the meal. He's like, you didn't eat your eggs. I'm like, this is not scrambled eggs that we ordered. He's like, shh. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why can't this this kind of place make scrambled eggs? What What is it? We can make them at home. Why can't a diner make scrambled fucking eggs in this town? It's weird, right? Fuck. Nobody believes me. I'm the only one who's talking about it. Well, because nobody gets as excitable as I do about it. But I, oh, I was about to throw it back in his face. Except, you know, I don't want to be banned from Jimbo's. Meanwhile, when I went in yesterday, it was exciting. I saw my friend, they had the TV in there, and I took a picture of it too. I saw my friend on CNN, the one I spent New Year's with, Harry Etten. I saw him on CNN going through the election results. It was so exciting. I took a picture. I said, I'm like, I said it to his girlfriend. I'm like, hey, check it out. This is exciting, like in the movies <laughs> where he's on TV. I, I told the girl uh, who was at the counter, I'm like, hey, check it out. It's my friend. <laughs> I mean, that was goddamn exciting. I knew he was on CNN, but I've never seen him on CNN. Like my friend Miguel, I mean, it was really cool. He actually is on CNN. I don't know what I thought he did there, but that was way exciting. That kind of made my day. And then, of course, everything went to shit after that. Anyway, let's backtrack and go and tell you about Friday and Saturday last week. So Friday, of course, maybe I didn't tell you, right after we finished, I went... I had a show at the Elks Club in Weehawken, New Jersey, <laughs> because I'm making it now. I'm making it. Let's play that song. Make it. 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 Make it.
Uh, so I said to myself, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the ferry. I'm gonna take the ferry this time to Weehawken. I'm not gonna drive my car. I'll take the ferry. The ferry goes right to Weehawken. So fuck it, I'll take that, right? So I take the city bike, and it's cold. Over to the ferry. That's what I'll do. And I take the ferry over, and I am telling you, this Weehawken ferry terminal, which I've never been to, was happening. It was hopping. Again, bonus show. Join Patreon. This place was like a bar restaurant. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? These people, are they even waiting for the ferry? They're just hanging out having dinner here? What the fuck? This is beautiful. It was such a nice ferry terminal. So I take a, like a, a small picture, and then I walk out. And I'm like, well, now how do I get to this place? And I have a little map thing on my phone. How am I going to get to this place? And I saw it, you know, when I was like, saw it, I was like, oh, it's only five minutes from the terminal. But I'm walking on this sidewalk, and I see a giant mountain cliff to the left of me. I'm like, I get the feeling I'm supposed to be up there, but how do I get up there? So I'm walking a little distance, and and to the right of me is the most spectacular view of the New York skyline. I mean, it's amazing. But to the left is this giant cliff. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I going to get up there? I'm positive that's where I need to be for some reason. Uh, So I'm going up this thing. I'm like, this can't be right. This is going to take me hours. I'm not going to make it up this cliff. So I'm looking at the map, and it's like it's telling me to go across the street, but I'll be going right into the mountain cliff, and there's a train station there. I'm like, is it telling me to take the train? So then I, in the distance, see a, a giant staircase going up the mountain. And I'm like, well, that can't be right. But it was. So I had to take the little staircase going over the highway or whatever that goes to the train station. Then it goes further into a giant, spooky, exorcist-like staircase that is only lit by light bulbs. There's no fancy thing. It's just a couple of light bulbs. It is the scariest thing. Now, it's only 7 o'clock at night, but it's pitch black. And when you walk up the stairs, there could be totally people down underneath the stairs, you know, cutting your leg or something. I mean, it's like every level could have been people underneath there. It's terrifying. And no one came uh, down or up while I was on it. And there's 168 steps. And it's just so weird that, like, the fact that nobody came up or down, it's even weirder. And I, you know, go up to the top. Finally, I mean, I'm taking a couple of breaks. I'm not really out of breath. Perhaps walking every day or whatever I do is a little bit helpful, even though stairs are tough for everybody. But it's not making me crazy like it does when I go to Vincent's house and he lives five floors up. That one takes my breath away. But I guess being outdoors, it wasn't that hot. And I took a couple of breaks. I've done small breaks. And I'm like, come on, we can do this. And then you get to the top, and then you still got to go up a hill. It is not for the weak of heart. And then, of course, again, when you get to the top, the view is spectacular to the right. And I make it to the Elks Club. It's just so, it's, I mean, it's an Elks Club. And she's like, oh, well, go to the green room. And I'm like, the green room is, again, See the boat. The green room has a pitcher and some glasses for some water. <laughs> That's the green room. But uh, I went up, and and Susie uh, Felber, of course, was the the host, and um, she's just introducing people as not her foray, but she is a delight. And the show was not great, but you know, 
I think I did well. And uh, I think I definitely came off as a professional. So that's something. But the show was fun. I had a really good time. And I met this guy named Harmon, who's a storyteller. Because she likes to mix it up. There was a musician there who wasn't very good. <laughs> but everybody was nice. And uh, God, oh God, and this girl, Cynthia, who I hadn't seen in 20 years was there, and all she just kept talking about was how old her vagina was. I thought I was going to puke. But other than that, um, I don't care for that kind of comedy. Anyway, this guy Harmon was on. I'm having him on the show, on the Tuesday show. He's very interesting. He's got, like, Rasta hair, but I think he's Jewish. And he told a great story about working with OJ, and I'm going to be doing his storytelling show, which is called Tale uh, in May. He's already had it all booked because he does it once a month. So we... um, you know, we, I didn't think I'd be friendly with that guy, but then uh, we kind of hit it off at the end of the night, had a couple of drinks and bought him some beer and went to, you know, I had a couple of beers after, it was feeling pretty good. And then we decided to, you know, he, he was taking the ferry too. So then I was like, at least I had a buddy to walk with because I was nervous going down those steps at midnight. And the beauty is that for some reason, the Weehawken ferry goes until one in the morning, whereas the Hoboken one stops at nine. Doesn't make any sense. So we went back, and we'll catch like a you know a twelve o'clock ferry or something, or maybe twelve forty, whatever it was. And we go back, and that restaurant at the ferry terminal, the re- the bar, is just so hopping. There's live music there. I got video of all of it. And then we're talking to the owner. We said, "We're like, let's have a beer here. Let's have a beer. It'll be funny to have a beer just before we catch the ferry." We had like ten minutes. We're like, "Come on, let's have a quick beer." So we had a beer. We're talking to the the, the, the waitresses. Were kind of sexy. And we're talking to the owner. He's like, yeah, we've been here 17 years. I'm like, get out. He's like, well, the summer, it's amazing because we got the outside and the view is spectacular. I'm like, I guess that makes sense, but it's just kind of weird, right? He goes, well, it's not like, I'm, uh, you know, we have a sports board. We got all the package, the games. And I'm like, I I would watch football. He goes, we're already booked up for the Super Bowl. We already have all the reservations already. I'm like, at the Weehawken Ferry Terminal we're talking about. He goes, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. And it was. It was hopping with people of all ages and just the weirdest. I felt like we were in some other land. If the skyline wasn't right to the left of us, I would have been like, where the fuck are we? That this, the happen, the happening part of Jersey is the Weehawken Ferry Terminal. So we go back on the boat and then uh, I was going to walk him to somewhere, but uh, it was too difficult. So we parted ways and I walked home. Actually, I walked home and I, called that girl Rachel Lenahan, and I explained to her about the history of stand-up comedy. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? This has been a very pleasant walk home. Thank you for listening. I felt I, uh, my teaching uh, wasn't good enough yesterday. I needed to continue it today. And then, of course, I went home. Now, my sister was supposed to stay with me, which she did. On Friday, she's like, can I stay with you? I'm like, sure. So I go downstairs with that idiot doorman, Augie, and I say, listen, my sister's coming. Is there going to be any problem? She needs the key. He goes, no, no, no problem. Just make, I'm glad you told me. I hope she comes before 11. That's when I leave. I'm like, she'll definitely be here before 11. Meanwhile, this fucking idiot goes on break. The other guy has no idea my sister's coming. And he has trouble getting in. And I'm like, Augie, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you didn't tell the guy? Like, no, I left a note. I'm like, bullshit. You, didn't le- you are the worst. But, of course, that's hilarious because he really is the worst. So on Saturday night, as you know, we go to, again, you are going to want to join Patreon because I got video and photos of all of this. 
my sister, right, she stayed up. So we get up in the morning, we get Dunkin' Donuts because she's going to some Broadway temple performance. Like at the St. James Theater, they had a, a, a Shabbat service for a temple by Broadway stars. And she was like, this is going to be great. And she got tickets, so she went. had to go early. We go to Dunkin' Donuts, and we're walking back, and we see this a cab coming. We see this all happening, and a scooter going the opposite way, and the cab immediately runs into the scooter. And I said, oh, he's totally going to hit that guy. And he totally hits him, and the cab stops, and the scooter falls down. The scooter gets up, and I said, he's going to get up and just leave. I guarantee he's going to get up and leave. This happens to me all the time. I get hit by cars all the time. We just go, and he totally did that. Maybe he talked to the guy for two seconds, and then he just took off. Like the whole thing never happened. The scooter was in the wrong. The cab was driving a little fast. He was speeding, but the scooter was going through a red light. So uh, it was just funny to watch the whole thing happen, and I'm like, and then we just, we're, we we live in such a strange city. We're just like, so anyway, I was saying about, uh, I can't believe you couldn't get in yesterday. So it was really funny. So she leaves. And then, uh, you know, I work. And at exactly 4 o'clock when I'm finished work, Alan and Paul come over my house. And we record a, a podcast, which you heard uh, yesterday, the um, the big predictions of uh, Billy Joel's new fucking song. You believe this? Are you kidding? After all this time, the guy couldn't wait until we were or come out a little earlier, so it would have gone in line with our alphabetical order, you son of a bitch. But we we were at my house. We had a great time talking. It was exciting to see Paul here and and Alon just working together. Alon left. Paul left. And then at night, we went to Morso with my friend Laura and Bob. She's 30. He's 86. And we went to see Paul Lauren play. And let me tell you, this guy fucking rules. As if we didn't already know already how talented Paul Lauren was. Boy, he is a one-man band. I know I told you on New Year's it was incredible. But the whole night, it was amazing. First of all, I started yelling at these people because they got the reservation wrong on Wednesday. And then they're like, hey, we're canceling your reservations. And I'm like, why are you canceling my reservation? And like, because you wrote why. I'm like, I wrote that five days ago when you said I was supposed to be there on Wednesday, you fucking idiots. And they're like, oh, well, and then I walked in and I saw the lady and I'm like, were you the one I was yelling at? She goes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. We I'm like, yeah, well, what the fuck? But she was really nice. And of course, we worked it out. But of course, you know, I love what am I doing? I'm doing the guy. The, the, you guys know the guy from uh, Cocktail. I thought I told you to t- keep that kid out of here. <laughs> the stupidest fucking scene that anybody would know. I thought I told you to keep that punk out of this house. Oh, I love yelling at people, and then I love making up with them and becoming friends with them. You know this already, and I didn't want to ruin Paul's night or anything, but I mean, these people are fucking stupid. So anyway, we go to our ta- we finally go to our table, and Bob and Laura get into a huge fight about Israel and Hamas. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. So they're not getting along. Ugh. I'm like, this is the worst thing that could happen. I was bringing these two together. I thought Bob would like her because she is, you know, she's pretty and she has big boobs. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to love her. And she's an attorney. They did not get along, but they were professional and at least pretended to get along all night and everything was fine. They just got into a scuff at the beginning and it's a pretty big scuff. You know how that topic is. It's Bob's fault. He started bringing it up and I'm like, why are you bringing it up? But of course, he's an old man. Meanwhile, this old man, let me tell you something about this old man. This old man, first of all, you know, he's married and and 
you know, faithful now. And the, the women at this, more, you know, it's all people in their 80s. But this one woman, this really pretty woman, just kept saying, Bob, do you, you know, hey, dance with me. Come home with me. He was like, I got to get out of here. I'm going to get in trouble. Because, you know, I think he wanted to go home with this girl. This, these people can't just from home. You're not going to believe this. I've told you this guy was handsome, even though he's, you know, older. But this is crazy. When I go into Jimbo's today, I get there first. There's two very pretty girls sitting at the very end of the uh, counter. And I just walk in. They don't even pay attention to me. One's really pretty. One's a little older. and But they're Spanish. And they uh, they look, you know, I'm like, why? I never see pretty girls here at Jimbo. He walks in. He does not, I, he doesn't know them. He walks in and they pick up their purse and make a seat in between them for him to sit down. And I'm like, they didn't do that for me. It was unbelievable. He has never met these girls before. I know this because one of them came up and gave them a card because they do cleaning. They do house cleaning. And I'm, I'm telling you, they, they got their seats together so he could sit with them. I mean, this guy is charming and completely handsome and hilarious. And I got a picture of him dancing with this girl and everything. And then me and Laura got up to dance. She's like, do you want to dance? I'm like, yeah. Paul's got everybody in this place dancing at the restaurant. So I don't know whether there's footage of me. Well, I know there's some footage of me dancing because once he played Uptown Girl, I got up and started doing the video Uptown Girl dance, which is my favorite thing to do. So I know there is video that Laura has it, but I think she went to Switzerland, so I can't get it. But don't worry, I will have it eventually. And then we definitely just took pictures of everybody dancing, the, the clientele that's there. And Paul was so good at going through the, you know, he played 60s, 70s, 80s, Dancing Queen, Billy Joel, all that kind of stuff. It was really great. And we were just dancing. Me and Laura were dancing. We were having a really good time. It was so crazy and so much fun. And... uh then I picked up the check, which was a huge mistake on my part because <laughs> it was so expensive. But I felt bad. Like, it was kind of my night. And Bob, of course, paid for dinner last week. So I'm like, well, I might as well pay for Laura, too. And I felt bad that they just didn't get along, you know. But So that uh, almost ruined the evening. Uh, because now I can't go to Florida. I was planning to go to Florida. We're like, well, not after tonight. I mean, this place is not cheap. They also said that it was like, oh, well, Listen, there is live music. When they called on the phone, like, I, we just want to let you know there's live music tonight. A lot of people, when they get here and they don't know, they get upset. I'm like, I'm coming to see. How many times do I got to tell you I'm a friend of Paul Lawrence? I'm coming to see. And then they told, well, there's also a $20 per person cover charge. And I'm like, what? Ugh. But I don't think they charged us for him. I don't know whether he worked that out or because that would, ugh. then we also got to pay. I mean, the, the meal isn't enough. But whatever. It was, it was worth it because it was really really fun you know who has a night like that dancing anymore at a restaurant you know except when it's like old people like you see in the movies like uh like in the 50s would you like to dance at a restaurant when there's no dancing you know so it was fun really fun that was a great night i was uh and then, of course, I was excited that I was doing nothing the next day. You know, my friend Ashley came to town, and she was supposed to come with me to Weehawken on Friday, but her dog sitter didn't come, and her flight got canceled, and so then I never got to see her. And she said, what about Saturday? We can have brunch. I'm like, I work on Saturdays. There's no way I can do that. She's like, what about Sunday? I'm like, I work on Sundays. So I never got to see her. But I couldn't have been happier that I didn't do anything on Sunday, and I just relaxed. 
watch the football games, and um, you know, get ready for a stupid Super Bowl Sunday. Also, I want to tell you before we leave, uh, it was so weird. You know, I picked up one of those jersey papers last week, and lo and behold, I see that Arno Penzias had died. As I saw a picture, I'm like, oh, it's in the obituary section. Oh. Now, Arno Penzias, uh, whether you, you might not know the name, but he discovered the Big Bang Theory, which is kind of funny that they you know built a whole show on it and never mentioned his name once, which just doesn't make any sense. Arno Penzias was a friend of my parents and his family. We were all friends. And in 1979, he won the Nobel Prize for Physics for discovering him and another guy for discovering the Big Bang Theory. And we used to go over their house all the time. Even when he was a big kind of rock star, uh, you know, we got pictures. They, they would still hang out with my parents. I don't know why. And I got a picture of him when I'm like 13, you know, because it was exciting because he won the Nobel Prize. And everybody knew. I'm telling you, like, we never know who won the Nobel Prize. But this guy from New Jersey, you know, who lived in Edison, won the Nobel Prize. He's a fucking rock star for sure. And he really was because then he went lecturing and stuff. So it's like the only Nobel Prize winner I know that, really made a, a career out of being a Nobel Prize winner. And it was exciting. And people were excited that I knew him and had photos with him and stuff. And we were friends with his family. We'd always, we, he, they were very religious, so we'd always, uh, have a, they'd uh, have a sukkah uh, for Sukkot. And so we'd go there and hang out. But then he got divorced, of course, because he became a rock star. And I always blame his wife because she didn't keep up. You know, she didn't keep up her appearance. He became a rock star, you know, for more or less in the sense of whatever that is. But he kept lecturing and, you know, he just became really popular and famous. And she didn't keep up. And uh, she was always dressing frumpy. Her hair wasn't done. And, you know, it's a it's a horrible thing for and her. She never forgave him. Some of his kids never forgave him. But. Unfortunately, when and that can work either way, your wife and your husband goes to another level, you can either keep up or you suffer the consequences. Now, if she tried to keep up, then you make a case where, like, well, now he's a dick. But what are you going to do? His whole life changed, and you know he married. So, and and this, his wife, ex-wife, was so angry at him that at their kids, bought mitz, his kids' wedding that my mother and father were invited to in like Seattle, my mother danced with. Arno Penzias, and she was still friendly with his wife Anne, and she's still mad at her to this day that he danced, that she danced with him, and that was twenty five years after they had gotten divorced. So she was pretty angry at the uh, whole thing. But anyway, he just died, and it's weird. Like I said, as a big fan of the TV show The Big Bang Theory, that they never mentioned his name. I always wondered about that. Maybe he wasn't as famous as I thought he was, but he was, technically. I guess in our community he was. He always spoke at our temple, you know, and tried to explain the theory in layman's terms, but I still never understood. I even had a shirt that I think said, was it 2.6 degrees Kelvin? It was a, I'll never forget it. It's a red shirt with the numbers 2.6 all over it, which I believe was the temperature of space when the earth was formed 2.6 degrees kelvin I, I i think that was it but i you know i even had a big bang shirt that he must have given us 
So, yeah, he passed away at 90, which is around the same age as my mom, and that's how they were friends. I think uh, I think they lived across the street from each other, and we had uh, you know kids the same age. I think his daughter became a rabbi and changed her name to Shifra. <laughs> and uh, when I talked to Sarah's sister about it, they uh, she's like, oh, I know Shifra. Because, of course, all the female rabbis know each other because there's like three. I mean, back then in the 90s. So that was kind of funny, the, uh, as you would call it, Jewish geography. But yeah, he passed away. And of course, um, everybody's uh, passing away. Uh, like, you know, all these actors we always liked, we were just talking about their own dropping like flies. Cheetah Rivera. I mean, I don't like flies. Cheetah Rivera died. Of course, I found that out from Lies Out Lives. And of course, the great Scotty Gorenstein and Memo. And hopefully, the manager of the comedy seller, uh, Val, will all be live in studio on March 5th at the Comedy Cellar Nightly Show, the super fun times to have. Now, this week, we will be, again, virtual. If you saw last week's show with Russ, boy, that was fun. I mean, really, you could talk to him. It's funny that he doesn't get it. Talking to Russ Maneev, whose birthday we will be celebrating on Wednesday, uh, talking to him about intermittent fasting and him not eating for four days everybody was fascinated by it and it's funny he's like this you find this interesting how what do you think you don't find that interesting but that's probably where your mind is such a mess you don't seem to get it (laughs) you're not eating for four days you, you idiot why wouldn't you think people would find that interesting don't you think we'd love to do the same thing except food is so delicious he doesn't eat for four days i mean let's face it he looks amazing He's got to keep up with his girlfriend. See, I didn't mention his girlfriend. I just said his friend because I don't know if that would make him angry. And I don't think it would now. He's got a really terrific girlfriend I like a lot. Anyway, that's the thing. So this week, of course, on Billy Joel Today, we are, of course, in another emergency episode uh, talking about the new Billy Joel song. I mean, what are we, assholes? We're not going to put that. We're just going to be like... Uh, let's put these Y wrap up uh, tomorrow. No, no, of course. Again, Glass Houses delayed. They have to. The guys put a new song for the first time in 30 years. <laughs> we have to break into our own pockets. This is an emergency episode. And so it goes. Huh? See what I did there? So that is this week's show. Uh, tonight, when I leave you, I will be going seeing the Broadway musical. Get this. Of days and wine of days of wine and roses. I've never seen the movie, so it's going to be depressing. It's a movie about alcoholism. It's a musical, and my sister and I are going because she says, "Do you want to see it?" I say, "I'll see whatever you want to see. You want to go, and we'll see. We, uh, we'll go. We'll go with a couple of people. I'll let you know how it is. It's got to suck, but I don't care. I like seeing everything, even the stuff that sucks, because I love when it's over." And then you can say, like, oh, I saw that. What if I meet the people that are in the castle? Like, I saw you in Days of Wine and Roses. They're like, that only lasts like a week. And I'm like, I know I saw it. You know, that's what you want to do. Like when I saw Carrie, you know, like, they're like, that only lasted for two days. You're welcome. Bring back Birdie. Thank you very much. You know, when I met that girl in the uh, at the racetrack, remember? She goes, well, actually, I was on Bring Back Birdie. I'm like, I have that album with you on the back cover. That kind of stuff is exciting. So you have to do that. Anyway... Uh, this has been a great episode. It's been so much fun. I only went out like three days this week, but I filled up an entire hour with absolute nonsense. I'll tell you more about the crash, all that, you know, what happens. 
all that other stuff next week on another exciting episode of Just Count the City. Good night, everybody. Good night.